Mummy Matters. It's season three of Mummy Matters. How time flies. We've come such a long way from talking about managing your parenting journey in season one. To learning how to choose food that makes you calmer, gives you a happier child, less irritable children in season two. And finally, here in season three, by popular vote, we are going to talk about our fears, hopes, and dreams as mothers. And we will also be talking about the support systems that are so important for any mother, like breaking down what burdens make uh, mommy feels or mommy breakdown. We'll build you up by sharing our tips, experiences, and some life lessons we've learned in our own motherhood journey. So you know, there are so many women in our community, you know, have reached out to me to say that they have never realized how life-changing motherhood was until they experienced it themselves. Yeah, I think there's nothing that can really prepare you for motherhood. No matter how prepared you think you are, how much you schedule and plan, curveballs will constantly be thrown at you from all sorts of directions. And it isn't so much about the visible things, the mess, the cries of your baby. A huge part of it is the invisible mental load and stress that mothers take on. Right, and many mothers have like you know, endless to-do lists that we just keep updating because our children are a never-ending project. You know, as they grow, their learning abilities change, their personality and your preferences change and their needs too. With their endless to-do lists for our kids, feeling like you have to do everything can be consuming and the fact is, No matter how hard you try, it really isn't feasible to accomplish everything, especially if you don't have a good support network in place. The difficult thing is all mothers want the best for our children, so it often ends up that we feel no one else will execute tasks as well as how we would do it. Yes, that was definitely my perspective with Bella, but you know, like, Isaac came along, and then Issei, and then Isera. So I just decided to let it go. Like, really let it go. You know, you have to accept help from family members, relatives, or even friends, you know. So I have my boundaries all mapped out. And usually, it's a bit more, you know, extreme, like a bit more tight than what I can accept. Uh, because people tend to test their boundaries. So with more help, it means that I could invest more time on myself, like reading, learning new skills, or even hanging out with a few friends for coffee or tea. So women need to recognize that we can do many great things, but doing everything is not healthy or necessary. So it is also important to give ourselves permission to not have to do everything. That's absolutely right. Just looking at the pandemic now, even with both parents working from home, research shows that women were twice as likely to suffer from signs of anxiety and burnout during the pandemic. And it was estimated that the average woman spent close to 20 hours more work per week than men. That's almost one entire day's worth of work. Yeah, and then the thing is, for most families, even if the mother isn't necessarily the main caregiver, 
most of the responsibility still falls, you know, like by default on the mother to anticipate, to prepare, you know, and address the needs of the child. So I used to get so angry and so frustrated when I clearly need help. But everyone else is like just relaxing at the side, looking at me like as though I'm some crazy woman, you know, shouting here and there. Then say like, hey, why are you so stressed? Like, just tell us what to do. Ah. We are always here, you know, to help. So, hello, guys. Like, we are all grown up. So, why can't you just use your eyes and, you know, just help like, and see where you can help? So, why am I you know, always alone, grappling you know, this crisis and having to instruct you, a full-grown adult, on how to help me? I totally feel you. I mean, we mothers feel the stress doubly more because we know with kids, they are not born with a natural consideration of their environment or others. Things will happen if you leave them and it's not really feasible to take the time to delegate and explain sometimes, especially if people are not used to helping you. And for the guys out there, let me just break it down for you. Being a mother is just like being a teacher, a nurse, a chef, a construction worker. And you know, during this pandemic, it's even worse. With HBL, like I was like the IT support, the cleaner, the scheduler, and so much more. Well, just imagine playing an MMORPG with team players who require you to instruct them how to use their skills at every turn. Well, I tell you, confirm die. Sure die. Think of every enemy approach as a kid crisis. Are they bored? Should they be eating a meal? Do they need to change the diaper? Instead of automatically doing what they're supposed to do, your team member just stand around and chat waiting for you to instruct them. Yeah. And then they go like, relax lah, why so stressed? Just tell us what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So that's how the women of the house feel. Are our pantries well stocked? Do we have enough diapers, wet wipes, snacks? Are the toys we have age appropriate? Is my child's learning journey on par with his or her peers? You know, like motherhood covers so many different roles and responsibility. So for all you daddies out there who are listening, or if you're a mom with, you know, supportive team who doesn't know what to do, we have a guide to help you deploy your resources to maximum efficiency. So check it out on our website, www.momsclub.sg. The key thing that people don't realize is your child doesn't stay still for you to get used to whatever stage of life they're at, especially for those age 5 and under. The minute you get used to it, bam! Sleep regression, tantrums, emotional highs and bursts of restlessness, inexplicable sadness and emoness. Yes. So, to be a good and reliable support to a mother, one has to accept that these changes and move along with the tide and flow. So anticipating ahead, being proactive in planning activities, you know, these are all very important. So at the same time, to our mummies out there who have voiced out that despite everything you do, you still have that nagging feeling that you are not good enough a mother. So don't focus on that feeling. Focus instead on being your best self, putting yourself in the right mindset to be a happy mommy. As their role models, when you dedicate time to restoring your sanity, 
when you make time, not find time, because finding time is next to impossible without endless to-do lists. But when you prioritize your mental wellness, that naturally sets a precedent for your children to do the same. And it's a precious lifelong skill. Yes, and trust me, happy mommy means happy family. But I used to get you know, so angry over the weekends all the time. So ah, I know why. Because everyone is asking you what to do. Yes, and you know, I have four kids plus a husband. So <laughs> the weekend is like supposed to be the two days of rest and happiness with the family. But every moment, everybody is like, asking me what should we do where should we go what should we eat you know can i go here can i go there so the worst thing is sometimes they even say like they're giving me the privilege you know to choose what i want to do but seriously that's not what i need or what i want so to me they are just you know trying to play some tai chi here and there to throw the burden to me that's one of the key transitions from dating life to motherhood that no, most mummies complain about. So previously, when we were dating, being able to choose what you're going to eat on a date was special, a privilege. But so having established that pattern in the relationship, men start to think, oh, if I let her choose what to eat, she's happier. Mm, that's quite true, ah. Eh? But what changes then from the dating period to the motherhood period is that women become so overwhelmed with decisions at every waking moment because now we take responsibility for our mini-me's and have to decide what time they get up, what time they eat, what time they sleep, when to bathe, when to change. And then having that additional decision of what to eat suddenly becomes a very unnecessary burden, especially when this is a routine decision that is not centered around a special occasion like a date. I have to say though that choosing a place to eat with kids isn't easy, you know. Like you have to choose and consider like, is the food suitable for my child? Or a child under 18 months, you know, like there isn't any solid or I have to pack the food beforehand. I have to bring like what? Utensils. Wet wipes, tissue paper. Well, there's so many things. Then you have to go and look at the restaurant. Is the environment suitable? Is there a non-smoking area? Are there enough baby seats? You know, all this have to be taken into consideration when you're planning to eat. So, up on our website, we have a list of questions your parents should consider for certain routine and occasions, as well as our best recommendation on what you should be bringing along. I think many parents would be grateful to have that list. For me, certainly, I was always scrambling to leave the house with this constant fear or anxiety that I've forgotten something. And you know, mummies are always last to leave. Yes, uh, tell me about it. <laughs> and uh, seriously, it's really not because you're spending too much time, you know, like putting on makeup or getting dressed or, you know, if anything I can think of, it, uh, it's just, you know, being way more efficient at getting myself ready. But as our family grows, I have had more and more things to get ready, to get done before we can leave the house. Yes, so Pam, just walk us through your train of thought before you leave the house. Let's shock all the daddies out there. Okay, so first thing first, the children needs to get changed, needs to go to the potty. Do we have food for Mei Mei? If we are heading to a park, mosquito repellent, sunblock, 
Um, so if we are heading out for a meal, did we check ahead that they have baby chair? Um, did we have? Do we have enough like uh, utensils that we need to pack? You know the bib, um, extra clothes just in case Meme or anybody else spill anything on their clothes. Uh, check the menu. Uh, if we are eating earlier or you. Later, do we need snacks? Coloring activities while they are waiting for food. Oh my god, I tell you, it's just endless. Is I mean, that's, that's really incredible. And you do all this in your brain while reacting on the spot to any new situations and curveballs they throw at you. Do they suddenly want to change their clothes again? Do they not want to change their clothes at all? Why must you finish this now? Why must you do coloring now instead of getting ready to go? Let's pack up and get ready. I mean, most of the time with my kids, we prepare like an hour earlier and we have to make two potty visits because the first time is on, oh, I don't want to go, mommy, why must I go now? You know, all the whining and dragging their feet. And then just right after they put on their shoes, Mommy, I need to pee. Yes. And another reason why I'm so much happier when my husband drives, you know, is that I can zone out and relax and think about anything else until we reach the place. So I also treasure times when, you know, my kids are at their enrichment classes because it's time for me to quietly save out my food, enjoy my me time, drink my coffee. I think it's great to grab all these little opportunities to have time for yourself, clear your mental headspace. And I think this is the most important bit. You maintain your passion for your kids. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that's because I find it absolutely necessary. Okay, If I didn't set time aside for myself to regroup, you know, to just grab a little happiness here and there or to do something that makes me feel good again, uh, you'll feel like very depressed. So mommy burnout um, is a very real concern that everyone should be worried about because when mommy gives up and when mommy shuts down, who will be willing to take the step forward? So kids won't stop growing. Kids won't stop needing your love, your attention and your care. So I want to emphasize this for everyone. Self-care is not selfish. Alright, so that is something many mothers struggle to accept. That's an amazing insight and I feel it's so, so true. Yeah, it was at a point where, you know, I had no breaks, literally no breaks, you know, where um, I had to travel for work. So then, this time around, I decided that we cannot bring the, the older two with me. So then Ise was still breastfeeding. So uh, I just have to like uh, lug him with me, you know, on uh, everywhere I go. But at this point, I mean, only handling one kid, I could work in peace. So I could plan my day properly, not having to run around, you know, to send the kids here and there. Um, you know, and then I am able to find pockets of time to do some serious work. So I really miss that kind of freedom, like not having to rush here, there. And then when I'm back from my work trip, they are perfectly fine there. Eh? So the only <laughs> good thing, the good thing I feel uh, is that they miss me even more. Yeah, I think one of the key things that you're touching on here is how critical it is for mothers to set and establish boundaries within your relationships between yourself and your family members and even your children. Because many times when you're so tired, it's, it's much easier to give in and just do it because it gets done much faster without any fuss. 
However, if you persistently and consistently let people step over the boundary over and over again and take advantage of you and your time over and over again, they soon take it as the default, the norm. And like you said, your kids were fine. Right. So the thing about kids is they will never stop asking for your attention, your love, and also your time. So, but rather than your kids, you know, dictate how you spend your time or allow family members to say like, hey, see, they prefer mommy, you know, as their excuse. Mothers must be strong enough to stand firm and say, I need my time, you know. So in the long run, this pays off because your children will learn to be independent without you. So your support system will get more used to dealing with your kids and mentally, you will be in better place to manage motherhood. That's easy to say, you know, but I personally know that it's very, very difficult to extract yourself away from your kids, especially when your support system is not really willing to help out or have very weird ideas on the best way to help out. So let me give you an example, okay? My mother, she's very keen on reading Bible stories to my girl. However, I told her several times that my then three-year-old girl was too young for all the blood and gore of certain stories. So we were very selective. Because the Bible can be really quite violent. So there came a time where I had to leave her in my parents' care and my mother completely ignoring my advice went ahead and read her story after story from the Old Testament. Now, if you're familiar with Bible stories, you know some of them are very graphic. They talk about stoning people to death, killing animals, brothers killing each other or marking the door with blood of the firstborn son. So the following Monday, I got a call from a school Natalie had made a boy cry. But she's such a gentle and demure kid. Yeah, so I was really in shock. How could my gentle, angelic child make a boy cry? So apparently, this boy had confided in his friends that he and his daddy had been naughty and snuck some ice cream without their mummy knowing. So upon hearing this story, Natalie said solemnly, You have sinned. You are going to die. God will smear the blood of the firstborn son on the door because of your sins. Then she hugged him and then she said goodbye. Oh my! For those of you who aren't familiar, this is the story of the Passover from the book of Exodus, which talks about how Moses and the Israelites fled Egypt. So subsequently, there were a few other incidents also regarding Bible stories and we had to have a talk with her. So to be clear, it's not that I'm pinpointing this religion as a violent one. I'm just highlighting to parents and caregivers, you should always know what is age-appropriate before exposing your child to it. So, you know, there was once when Issei was sick and he had to stay home. So, daddy, being daddy, thought that, you know, like all kids were at home. Eh? So, he stayed behind at work for a longer period of time just so that he could finish his work up. So, at about 6.50, I rang him up to check on why Isaac has not, you know, signed up from the school app. Then he frantically rushed out of the office. Like, <gasps> from then on, Isaac would always ask his teachers, you know, like at 6.30 to call his daddy just to make sure that you know they are not forgotten again he forgot i can't believe he forgot right so i mean that's the thing about about it when we rely on others there will be incidents here and there that give you mini heart attacks but at the end of the day um everyone is happy healthy and alive ah. i mean i i've learned to treasure that yeah, that's the obstacle and fear that mothers have over letting go in the first place. We women, we are great at thinking about the worst case scenario when in actual fact, it isn't that bad to screw up once in a while. 
So Pam, what is it that you do to regroup, rejuvenate your spirits and regain your enthusiasm for motherhood? So um, for me, I always make it a point to, you know, exercise or go to the gym. I've dropped the kids off. So in the gym, I would work out. I would vent all my frustration there. So no matter what, it is still better to vent it out on the equipment, right? Than, than your child. <laughs> yeah. So at the same time, it makes me like really happy because of the increased level of endorphins. And it makes me fitter not fatter. <laughs> so what about yourself? Uh, you know, I started taking a deeper interest in my well-being. So I started off with eating clean, trying to be healthier. So working out was damn bloody tough at first, but feeling stronger and healthier has definitely given a bit more energy throughout the day, which to me is quite shocking. Eh? Like why? Because I always had the idea if I exercise, it uses up my energy, so I'll be dead the whole day. So I was always thinking, I need to save my energy for the kid. <laughs> that's, that's like because you are not fit. That's why you don't have the energy. Yeah, right? now I know that. But anyway, you're my inspiration, looking at all your videos, doing your exercises. <laughs> Besides working out, I also really enjoy reading. And don't judge me. Uh. I watch shows, but I mute them. Huh? Mute? Like, why? I mean, it's probably just me, but I feel that my kids are so much stimulation that watching something that has both visual and auditory stimulation to be too much for me. So I get a little bit of a headache. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, you know, thinking about that, if as an adult, I find it overstimulating, what more a child who is a read and write learner like me, but still has to try and cope with all the online Zoom lessons during the pandemic? Hey, I have really never thought about that. So now that you mention it, I think it is an important question. Yeah. Yes, and it will be something we will discuss as we delve into some aspects of early childhood literacy on Mummy Matters next week. We are going to talk about enrichment centres and extracurricular activities. How should we plan it for our kids? How much is too much? So we will also be sharing about what kind of learner your child is and how parents can plan their learning journey. So share with us your thoughts on what we have discussed today on our blog, on our Facebook page, and also, you know, our Instagram. Uh, oh, we also have a WhatsApp group. So please, if you haven't joined us on our WhatsApp group, please do so. And if you haven't followed us on Spotify, also, please follow us. Then you will be notified on every episode that we have launched. So this is Pam and Ruth signing off. Bye.